Let's go to John chapter 10. Now, again, if you're not used to a service like this, you, you might be thinking, aren't you out of order? Aren't you supposed to worship first? <laughs> well, we, we don't have a specific order. We, we may do that. We may not. Some services, we worship God the whole time or, and, you know, and minister and lay hands on. And some, some services, we don't. All right. So we just follow the Spirit and, uh, and, uh, and He'll direct us. Everybody good? Let's look at John the 10th chapter, and this is a good, good chapter here. If you've got a red letter Bible, you see who's talking. Verse, chapter 10, verse 1, it reads, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold, enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, the, the sheepfold, there would be a place where the sheep went. Uh, it might have been an enclosure of some kind where they would go uh, for protection and, and for safety and, and maybe to avoid bad weather, uh, so forth. There was an area that had an entrance to it, and it had a, a doorway, and the sheep would go into the sheepfold. He says, but he who does not uh, enter by the door, but climbs up another way, the same as a thief and a robber. Well, why is that? Well, as Jesus goes on to say here in a moment, he said, I am the door. All right, what, what's he saying here? There is no way to get into the sheepfold except through him. I say no way to get in. Uh, there's no way to get in there right. <laughs> if someone came another way except through Jesus, they're a thief, they're a robber, they're not there for the benefit of the sheep, they're not trying to help out, they're not trying to protect, they're trying to rip you off, all right? I mean, side note here, is it possible that some people would come to a church with the intention to, of taking advantage of people? Yeah, we, we, we should be aware that, those are, that there are those kind of people in our world. Sometimes they have a, on their business card is a fish and, uh, uh, you know, and a cross. And uh, hmm. I heard one person say one time, when you got to watch out if someone hands you a business card that has a fish on it because you're about to get hooked. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean if you have that, doesn't mean you're, you're a thief or a robber. But, uh, you, you know, it, we should be aware of the fact that some people will use the name of Jesus and they'll use um, these type of things in order to take advantage of people who are generally uh, giving, accepting. You know, the love of God believes the best of every person. And how many know that's different than being gullible? Believe in the best of every person, you know, and being born yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you heard right that, that uh, the word gullible, it's an interesting word, but it's, it's, uh, it's written on the ceiling right above your head tonight. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see too many people looking. <laughs> and so what's, what's Jesus saying here? He's basically, he's basically saying there's only one way in and that's through me. This is important and basic Bible truth that will be skirted by many in our day. Say there's many roads, there's many ways, it's, it's all the same God, it doesn't matter. Just kind of pick your religion and, and it's, no, 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 no. 
Jesus said in John, in another place, remember John 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, how many? No one comes to the Father but by me. Amen. I think it's a good practice for us who have already believed to when we pray, we make sure and we pray in the name of Jesus. What are we saying? I mean, we're already in the family, but we're, we're saying, Father, I'm here because of Jesus. I'm here because of what He did, what He stood for, who He is in my life. He is the only reason I come before you and can come before you. We should be mindful of that at all times. Praise God. And you say, well, that's simple. I know it's simple, but, uh, you know, many times people don't pray right. People pray to Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. And they ask and they make requests. Well, that's, not, that's just not accurate. You're to pray in the name of Jesus. What, what do you mean? You're praying as if, now use my, my language closely here, as if you were Jesus. I don't mean you are, but you would pray as if you were. Whether you're playing, praying in His place or in His stead, if He were on the earth, He would ask for the very same thing you're asking for from the Father. If He, if he wouldn't ask for that, then you shouldn't ask for that. That's a good judge of what we're, what we're doing here. <laughs> Amen. If Jesus wouldn't sing that song, you shouldn't sing that song. <laughs> Leave the chief musician alone. <laughs> Let's try to read verse 2. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. In other words, not by the door, thief and a robber. By the door, the shepherd of the sheep. To him, to him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his, do what? Hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, in this context, Jesus talked about not only the fact that he is the door, but when you get down later, he also says, I am the good shepherd. Okay, what's, what's interesting about the language that Jesus uses, he says, my sheep know my voice. And, and there's more along these lines. Uh, let's go ahead and read a little bit further, then I can come back and comment. Uh, to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. Does the Lord know your name? Yes. If you're his sheep, then Yes. And leads them out. And when, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Now what I understand is that sometimes in these sheepfolds, there could be multiple flocks. In other words, uh, there could be a different group, different flocks of sheep. And some of them might belong to one shepherd. Some of them might belong to another shepherd. All right. And so when the shepherd of those particular sheep would come uh, in the morning and say, Hi, sheep, <laughs> and call out a sheep, they would all recognize their shepherd's voice. And so he could say, you know, come on. And they would follow that voice. They would recognize and follow their shepherd, and if they weren't a part of that fold, uh, then they wouldn't. They'd stay there. 
And so a stranger couldn't come by and uh, dress like their, their shepherd, you know, and say, hey, come on, sheep, let's go. They would ignore or run away from that because that would be the voice of a stranger. All right. It's interesting to me, though, the language that's used uh, by the Lord talking about himself and relating to sheep, which we all know the uh, analogy there is us. Uh, He said, they know my voice. Sometimes that might seem contradictory to present experience. Has that ever bugged you? I don't know. They they know my voice. Lord, I'm just trying to figure out what you're saying. (laughs) And it almost seems like that doesn't match up. I know his voice or I don't know his voice. Well, here is something that's important for us to know. It kind of goes back to what I shared at the very beginning. And that is we are spirit beings and God is spirit. Remember John 4, we are to worship him in spirit. That means It means multiple things, but it has to do with the fact that we're born again in spirit, and that's how we relate to God, not in body or not just in uh, on an intellectual level, okay? I don't know God because I've memorized verses about Him. I've memorized theology. No, I know Him in spirit where I've been born of Him and have His DNA. I have His life, His nature, His strength, His grace in my spirit. Okay? When I recognize the spiritual aspect of my life and who I am and who God is, then I know that as a spirit sheep relating to a spirit shepherd... Because everybody with me on this? The Lord's not generally going to show up on your doorstep, you know, with a staff and, and say, come on, you know, in a physical way. We relate to him in spiritual ways, which is why uh, with so many, it seems like that's not true. I'm saved. I mean, I accepted the Lord. He's my Lord and Savior and my master. I just don't know what he's saying. Well, your head doesn't know what he's saying. And I realize at some point your head, does, your head needs to know what he's saying. And my head needs to know what he's saying. It's got to get from here to here. But I would say that my spirit always knows what he says. Because that's the part of me that, that knows him. That's the part of me that's been born of him. And my spirit hears the voice of God all the time. It's not a problem. But if I'm spiritually dull, if I'm spiritually insensitive or uh, undeveloped uh, in knowing that, then it will be as if he's not speaking to me or he's withholding all the things I need to know in life, even though the reality is he's not. He is talking to you. He is leading you. He he does have you in mind. He does have your life in mind. He does have your future planned out. Amen. Amen. He does. He's got, some, I said that by inspiration, by the way. And uh, he, he does have some things directly uh, uh, planned out for your life that he wants you to walk in. Okay. But sometimes it, 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 could, be, it could be as simple as this. We know his voice in here. When I say in here, I'm, I'm, that's just in spirit. I realize your hands have spirit and your feet are spirit and in the spirit. But the Bible locates things 
in the center very often. The word heart means like the center, the very core. All right. Out of, like I said earlier, out of your belly flows rivers of living water. That speaks of the Holy Spirit who would be given to those who would believe in Jesus. All right. And so uh, it could be as simple as this, though. We are hearing him inside, but we are also at the same time so very much in tune with voices on the outside. And it can be so loud on the outside that the voice of God, which sometimes is described one place in the Old Testament. I think it's in, uh, I could be 1 Kings uh, 19. If I, I could be mistaken on that exact address. But it's described as a still small voice. Many times God's voice will be still and small, not loud and thunderous. <laughs> right? In other words, if there's a lot of noise in your life, if there's a lot of activity, a lot of things vying for your attention, your mind is constantly at work taking care of this and this and this and, and all the things in life, uh, which, what, are, what are you going to hear? And many times that's the very reason we're not hearing even though in your spirit you know the voice of God. All right. This would be important to add as well. Um, the way that we, that we arrive at getting what's on the inside in our spirit into our mind where we can function and use it is not by continually focusing on the absence of knowledge or hearing or recognizing the voice, but focus on the reality that we do already possess an ability and a knowledge of the Lord's voice. Does that make sense? In other words, if, my, if in my spirit I know Him, I'm a child of God, I'm born of Him, and I see that as a present day spiritual reality, but yet in my practical life all I hear is noise, physical noise and mental activity, which do I go around affirming and acknowledging I can't hear anything. I don't, can't seem to know God's voice. Ah, it's just, it's just so hard to hear from God. So that would not, all that's going to do is reinforce an inability in your mind to know what's happening in your spirit. What we want to do is just the opposite. We affirm and strengthen our belief in this passage and say things like, and let this be in your conversation. Even if at times you might feel like you're lying, you're not. You're, you're speaking your commitment and your faith in what God has said. You say, I do hear my shepherd's voice. I know him. God lives in me. His spirit speaks to me, and I know what he's saying. I hear his voice. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that I know what to do every day of my life. For you, conv- you communicate with me. And isn't that one of the main purposes of the Holy Spirit, that He would teach us, that He would guide us into all the truth, that He would bring to our remembrance what Jesus has said, that He would even show us things to come. I mean, all these things are words from God where He said, this is what's supposed to happen, and this is the very reason the Holy Spirit lives in you, and He he works in your life in order to enlighten 
and give you insight and understanding. And I tell you what, one of the words used about the Holy Spirit is, is communion. Say, are we talking about the Holy Spirit or Jesus? Yes. I don't mean they're the same person. We understand the Godhead and, and, and the nature of God in that way. But God is always, they're not in, in some kind of uh, different, going in different directions. Jesus will speak to me, but he'll speak to me also by his Spirit. All right, so that's why I can use that, some of that language interchangeably without it being a conflict. Who's talking here? You know, and, 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 so we, and so we acknowledge this. Lord, you are my teacher. You are my, and you enlighten, en, enlighten my heart. You give me understanding, and I hear your voice. Say it out loud with me right now. Say, Lord, Lord I, hear I hear your voice. I am spirit. I, am spirit. I worship you in spirit. I you in spirit. And I know your voice. When you speak, I receive, I hear, I receive, I obey, I know your voice, I know your ways, you are directing my life, you're showing me things to come, you're reminding me of what you've already said, Holy Spirit, you are at work in my life today. Hallelujah. 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 See, that kind of talk, that kind of meditation, that kind of exercise will develop you, is, is one way to develop you in spiritual things. Some of you are very developed physically. Some of you are very developed mentally. And, uh, but, but our, our exercising ourselves towards spiritual things is oftentimes, um, you know, left, left in the dust. It's oftentimes not deemed important or even known that we should develop ourselves that way. And, and taking a moment to do what we just did, but even doing it longer, even doing it longer. Uh, sometimes I like, sometimes I, I like to sit very, very still very still because sometimes I walk and pray and in here we're you know we're going with the music and we're not afraid to move and God gave us a body and you know uh, that's all fine I'm just saying sometimes I like to be very very still and keep my mind on the Lord see how long you can do it (laughs) say sometimes do you ever lose it (laughs) yeah (laughs) my mind goes off on something else then I'll usually use, I'll usually use my voice again. I'll start praising the Lord, or I'll start speaking in the Spirit, and uh, I'll get very, very quiet. Keep my mind on the Lord, and just on the inside, commune with Him. Lord, I know You. You're here with me now. But I'm doing this sometimes, maybe barely speaking it, or it's just on the inside, just completely quiet. You might think I'm sleeping if you walk by. And he fell asleep in the chair. No, I'm just. I'm just endeavoring to be unaware of this world. Unaware. And aware of God. And God can become so real to you in times like that. Times like the, oh, all of a sudden, you're, you can get to a place. And there's much more than I know. But you can get to a place where you forget about the world. And it's all Him. It's all Him. You forget about the time. You forget about your life, which can be very helpful. 
<laughs> Amen. The Spirit of God wants to speak and direct and order our steps. We are His sheep. Where did I stop here? We don't follow the voice of a stranger. A stranger is someone who's not your shepherd. You don't know his voice. He speaks. Ah, that's not, I don't know that. Here's an interesting thought, too. Sheep are mature, not lambs. The more we develop, the more we walk with God and mature in these things, the more these things become a reality in our lives. Oftentimes, it's the immature, it's the new believer that is more susceptible to going after the wrong voice, to following the, the stranger. It is the immature that the thief and the robber are sometimes more effect, uh, effective with. They, they can rob and, and lead people astray into wrong doctrine, wrong believing, wrong, where they're, they're just trying to get their stuff right? A hireling doesn't care about the welfare of the people. A hireling cares about, I'm doing this for money. I'm doing this for my personal advantage. And if it ever gets hard or difficult, well, I'm out of here because it's all about me anyway. Hmm. See, see this, is, this is true. Not only do we understand the heart of God towards us, we also can understand how we should be wise knowing that there are people in this world that have wrong motives. That have wrong, there are people in, in, in spiritual with titles and positions and places that have wrong motives, and they're just seeking to benefit. It's a job to them. I would never want to go to a church where the pastors have, with them, it's just a job. Well, I needed a money. I needed need money, and if I, man, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't know what to do. And so, uh, <laughs> honestly, there are there are uh, statistics um, that a lot of pastors would leave the ministry today, except they don't know what else to do. They admit to doing that in surveys, and a lot of times it means they're horrible people. They're burned out and all kinds of things, and and uh, just got beat up in life and ministry for for various reasons but I tell you what there's a difference between someone who would lay down his life for others and those who would just look to get an advantage of it from them personally Jesus used this illustration but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them verse 7 then Jesus said to them most assuredly I say to you I am the door of the sheep all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not hear them what? So, so those who came before Jesus claiming to be the Messiah, uh, claiming to be the Christ, he said they were thieves and robbers. I think that's what he's referencing there. Verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. All right, so it's all about Jesus again, and, and that's the person who's saved. Verse 10, the thief does not come. Now, who's the thief? Well, specifically, it's talking about the thief who came in to take advantage of people. We oftentimes will refer to the devil there. And certainly that contextually, uh, when you look at the whole of Scripture, the devil is a thief, no doubt. He, he is a liar. He is a thief. And so that's why we can, we can know that even a, uh, someone who is trying to 
take advantage of people and lead them astray, they're being motivated by the thief of thieves. It's called the devil, all right? But the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. All right? Now, a couple things I want to draw your attention to. Uh, Which one should I start off with? How about this one? Did you notice the, the, the context of recognizing and receiving abundant life, zoe, abundant life, the quality of life that God has, is connected to hearing the voice of the Lord? All in the context of having God's best and having His abundance in your life is, is tied to, my sheep know my voice, and the voice of the stranger they stay away from. In other words, if I am listening to the wrong voice, if I am heeding the voice of a stranger, voice of a thief, then I'm going to be ripped off. I will not experience God's best until I can, I can distinguish between the two. And if I don't know when God's talking and when the devil's talking, or the thief, then I'm going to be cut short in my life of what God wants and has planned for me. See, see, these things are, are essential. We can just quote John 10.10 10 and say Jesus came to give me life and, more, and give it more abundantly and absolutely the truth, but that comes in part tied to being able to hear what He's saying and follow Him. When He comes to the door, when He comes as the shepherd... I recognize it's Him, and I follow His voice, meaning I go where He says to go. I do what He says to do. When I hear His voice and recognize it and do, life abundantly is the result. I go in and out and find pasture. I have abundance. I have blessing in my life. But if I am not sure, and I'm sometimes following my shepherd, and sometimes following the voice of a stranger... All right, then I'm going to miss out on some of the abundant life. You see how it's very important that we're able to distinguish between what's of God and what's not of God? And it seems quite, quite tragic that in, in many believers' minds today, they don't know with what's happening in their life if it's from God or if it's from the devil. And what that shows is immaturity because a sheep knows his voice. The little baby lamb, just learning. But the sheep know his voice, and they know for certain. No, that's not God. That's not God who ripped you off and gave you cancer and killed your dog and, and uh, you know, caused you to go broke. And no, that's not God. That's the thief. That's the thief who does that stuff. See, see, see the Lord wants to give you life and, and give you life more abundantly. So how many know that immediately helps us to recognize the voice of the Lord too? A person came to me one time many, year, many years ago, and he was having all kinds of trouble, all kinds of problems in his life, and he said, he said, I'm just trying to figure out what the Lord's doing here. I said, you're trying to figure out what the Lord's doing? I said, the Lord's doing the same thing he's always been doing. He's, he's giving life and more abundantly. He's healing and saving and helping and blessing and encouraging and lifting people up. He's not the source of your problem. 
but he had been taught in such a way that kept him as a as a very immature person. And so he, though his spirit would, would recognize the voice of God, it was not being communicated. There was a, the cord was cut, you know, whatever, the cable was cut between spirit and mind, and, and he was getting an entirely different message. And he's hearing, oh, this is the Lord's plan for your life. This is God that caused this to happen in you. And God's teaching you something. And God's just trying to, or he's punishing you because you disobeyed him. Or you, you didn't pray enough. Or you didn't read your Bible enough. Or you missed church last week, right? Yeah, this is God punishing you. Hmm. Listen, I know God-fearing Christians, I mean, they love the Lord in sincerity. They, they believe that, uh, you know, one person told me, I believe that if I do something wrong, God might give me a headache. And, you know, the problem is, is, is that's just not the picture of the good shepherd. And I don't see one time in the ministry of Jesus where, you know, someone came to him for healing and he said, you know what, this one's of God. This is God's plan for your life. In fact, I'm going to add a headache to it. Come on over here. And he laid his hands on them and imparted pain. No, no. I mean, as funny as that sounds and as ridiculous, that's the thought of those who are listening to the voice of the stranger. That's the thought. It's not coming from their born-again spirit. It's coming from the stranger, and it's entering into their mind. It's, it comes from religion. It comes from bodgins. I believe it's really inspired by the devil to keep God's people in opposition to God's goodness, to keep God's people sick and poor and depressed and broke. You know, one person told me recently, that they're, they said, I, I, was in, I was in church one day, and, they, and the, the, the person was speaking, and they said, well, they were speaking despairingly of those who would teach similar to what I'm saying right now. And they said, some people say that God wants you healthy, wealthy, and wise. And that's just not true. And... and you know, I think about that. I think, well, analyze that. Let's start with wise. Do you really believe God wants us to be fools? I mean, what Bible verse tells us that we should be foolish? I think just the opposite is the case. We're supposed to be wise. And if you're not, ask. <laughs> if you're not, hang around wise people. We taught on this recently. There are, there are ways to get wisdom. You know, and then, you know, you could look at wealthy. Does God want people to be wealthy? Well, he promised it with his covenant. Jesus never taught that he wanted everyone to be broke or be poor. The issue that he taught, he doesn't want people to be covetous. He doesn't want people to live for and serve money. But, but does he want people to be, to have wealth or have material blessings? To supply their needs and bless others. Man, that's from, that's from Genesis to Revelation. Starts in the garden, ends in heaven. I just don't see how someone could be opposed to that and, and, and honestly say they know the Lord. It's, a, it's, a, it's an area of immaturity, following the voice of the thief. Because that will directly rip you off if you think God wants you poor. If you think, well, you know, I make eight bucks an hour and I guess that's just God's lot for me in life. Well, that's foolish thinking. What, what, I mean, really? Well, what verse is that? Well, is there a verse? <laughs> if not, stop believing it. Amen. And anyway, that person said that, uh, like I said, that the other one was healthy. Well, 
again, you go back to Jesus. When did he ever go around making people sick? Can you say not once? Can you say there's not one one recorded instance of someone coming to Jesus and him saying, no, not for you? This is not my will for you or the Father's will for you. Is there even one instance where he said, you know what, for you, later, now's not the time. You've got to wait on, God. You've got to wait on, on God's timing for your life, and, and so your healing isn't for now. Is there even one instance of that? If, you, if you've read the book, you know there is zero, absolutely zero. And Jesus is the express image of the Father. He's the express image of the Father. This should be for the mature sheep, the ships. <laughs> this should be for the mature believer the easiest thing to distinguish. The easiest thing to distinguish. When the Bible language is so clear steal, kill, destroy, or life more abundantly. Abundant and full life. Those are quite different. And if ever a question comes up, you know, that seems to dismiss that, look how clear it is. The ministry of Jesus is very clear, even if Job is not. The ministry of Jesus is very clear, even if Paul's thorn is not clear to you. And so what you do in understanding your Father and His nature and His will for your life, we always interpret the things that we don't know in light of the things that are very, very clear. That keeps us from taking an obscure passage and making it the central theme of the Bible. Everybody with me? And I'm going to have to say that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not obscure passages. <laughs> the, the, the working of, of the ministry of Jesus is, is central to who he, he is in His character and nature and will and plan for our lives. Amen. And, and, and so these things are, are, are true. But again, let me come back to this. We know... That this is tied to hearing the Lord's voice. Well, didn't, didn't Romans 10 say that so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Do you see that one cannot have faith without having heard the word, without hearing the word? And therefore, one cannot believe in the goodness of God and the blessings of God and have life more abundantly. And how many know when the Bible talks about hearing the word and, re- and hearing God's voice and getting wisdom and getting faith. Um, now, that's not just talking about hearing with our physical ears. If that were true, everyone in church uh, on any given day that is hearing a good, sound message from the Bible would be filled with wisdom, be filled with faith, be able to kick mountains into the sea. Come on. Be able to overcome every obstacle that faces them. That would be the case. But how many know that's not the case? Because it's not just about hearing with these physical ears. It is about hearing on the inside. Amen. All right. And that's what we've got to get. We're, we're, we're going back to spiritual relationship with God again. 
I hear his voice because I recognize that he his spirit. So I'm not trying to hear with my physical ear. And if I am hearing like right now, the word of God with a physical ear, I'm using that as a tool to get it inside. I'm listening to God talking to me, giving giving close, attentive uh, action to his words, letting them sink and get deep down inside where I hear it. I hear it. I've got it. It's mine. Faith rises strong and obtains what God has provided. It's so essential that you and I be hearers of the voice of God that we hear what he's saying to us how do we get there we are his sheep you already do hear it's already a present tense reality if you've given your life to the Lord you do hear his voice come on now if if it's if it's having if you're having a struggle in your mind with that I would encourage you put your mind back on this every time you think about it thank you Lord you are here You are inside of me. I am related to you. I am in the sheepfold. And I know your voice. I hear you every day of my life. Amen. And then do do, do diligence. (laughs) Two different kinds of do's there. Do do diligence to shut some things off in life. To calm the noise. To take times of quiet on the outside because it's affecting what you hear on the inside and then as we go and as we develop in these things more and more the voice of the Lord will become so very much more clear up here in our minds and what's happening on the inside Mm, God's moving God's speaking if you get I can't tell what he's saying Uh, God just make it clear don't say that Do not ever put it back on God acting like He's keeping you in a cloud. He's keeping it blurry for you. He's making it so that you can't... Don't be saying, God, make it clear for me. He is making it clear for you. You accept it and receive it by faith. Lord, I hear your voice. I know you. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So what if I don't hear anything? Stay there. You're on the right page now. Stay there week after week, month after month, and develop. Develop in in stuff. Develop in spiritual stuff. And let's not be spiritual doorknobs where we we just don't have a clue what's going on. We're listening. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God.